This week on How to Survive a Horror Movie, we discuss the 2018 blockbuster hit, A Quiet Place. Listen in as Don desperately tries to make a connection to the movie Jumanji, Paul refuses to let Don get a word in edgewise, and Harley quacks like a duck. Hello and welcome to How to Survive a Horror Movie. My name is Paul Quinnell. Hey, it's Harley. It's Don. And we are a podcast that, Holly, what do we do? Oh, you know, we take movies, we watch them, we analyze <laughs> them, and then we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and uh, at the very end, we say uh, what we would have done differently if we are the villain, or if we pick maybe one of the survivors or one of the main characters, uh, what we would have done differently to survive it, etc. All right. And John, what did we watch? We watched 2000. Ugh, probably get that wrong. <laughs> we watched 2000. <laughs> we watched blockbuster 2018 hit A Quiet Place, starring The Office's Jim Krasinski, and starring The Office's John, John Krasinski's wife <laughs> Emily Blunt. <laughs> oh my god. Um. <laughs> sorry. Great start. Here we go. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, well, so uh, we're going to throw the lead over to Dom this time. So uh, how about you hit us with a, with a bit of a synopsis? All right. This one isn't going to be as funny as maybe the other ones we had because well, this was a legitimately good horror movie. Yes, definitely. Um, it, okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, getting – I mean, let's not let's not get a, a too, a, too ahead of the cart, but, I mean, I think – we all genuinely enjoyed this movie, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So uh, if you're looking for a comedy episode, maybe go and listen to Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> yeah. All right. Or yeah. don't. It's a terrible movie. Hey. Whoa. Hey. It's a fantastic movie in its terribleness. Um, okay. Yeah. And our review of it was equally as terrible and funny. So it's fun. <laughs> All right, Don, hit us, hit us up. I was oh. about to call you John, and that's a that's a compliment right now. Oh, thanks, <laughs> Don Krasinski, starring <laughs> How to Survive a Horror Movie. No, wait, what, what what was his what was his wife's name? Sorry, Emily Blunt, and she's a, right. a fine actress in her own right. I just thought oh, it was funnier is. to to yeah, no, to I agree. Um, spell that out that way. I mean, I I don't think I was disappointed with that. With any of the performances in this movie, but let's get into just the synopsis, then we'll then yep. we'll dig into it. All right. So, interior camera pans. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. The movie starts <laughs> out with the title card "Day 89" at a an abandoned mm. city, a, an abandoned pharmacy is being ransacked by a family. Kids want toys. Parents don't want kids to have toys. The classic stereotype. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's, that's pretty much course. how every movie goes, right? Yep, yep, yep. Child's oh, and play. I, I mean, just you know, down the line. Yeah, I also I have to remind you as uh, as the running theme, you do have to somehow um, relate this to Jumanji. Just putting it out there. I was kind of hoping you oh, forgot God. about that, so I could <laughs> scream it. I was as well. <laughs> well, no, no, I wanted to spring it on you without you telling me to, because. Oh, well, all right. Too bad. I've got oh, you. No, it's, there. it's there. It's there. It's <laughs> there. Holly, you hate her. <laughs> That's true. 
I'm right, a peacock. Sorry. You gotta let me fly. So they uh, <laughs> they get out of this pharmacy after ever so carefully stealing prescription pill bottles, uh, but not any birth control, which will come into play later. <laughs> on their way home, on their way home, the uh, the kid that wasn't supposed to have a toy had a toy, and unwisely put the batteries back in. Which now, mm. as an adult, I realize why my parents. A never give, tried to never give us toys with batteries, <laughs> and B was very successful in never having batteries laying around. So really, my parents saved my life. I, I think the whole world, actually. I think they saved the yep. entire world. Yep. So the kid puts the batteries back in the toy. The toy makes the sounds, the very generic sounds of every dollar store toy I had growing up, and yeah. something swoops in and kills him. I, yeah. At first, I thought it was the birds that were uh, the, the problem because they were making plenty of noise. Yeah, anyway, no, them. at this point, we find out that one of the children is deaf by I, – I only found it out at that point when it did that cutting of the sound and the little girl in the, the, the toned down of the soundtrack, mm. behind, soundtrack behind it. Yeah, that she so, doesn't realize the significance of the situation yet. Yes. Yes, and then I realized, like, oh, no, they're not going to like this daughter for a while. <laughs> <laughs> she done so fucked the one up. Boy, yep, the one boy gone, the youngest boy being carried, and she survived. Cut to day 472. Yeah. They're in their family farm. The father, who at this point I finally learned his name is Lee from the subtitles because, as established <laughs> in the uh, Mirrors episode, I am the subtitle superhero. Yes, you are. So, so the dad Lee is, uh, you know, tinkering with some electronics, surveillance systems. Uh, they have cool strings of light in their home. And at first, I thought, like, why are you trying to advertise your position? That'll come into play later. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're uh, just kind of settled in their home uh, a little more than a year has passed actually a good di bit deal more than a year has passed since the younger uh, the older son had tragically was destroyed by a uh, vicious monster it's <laughs> mm -hmm. a horrible way to put it <laughs> it was intentional <laughs> uh, and then they have dinner a nice quiet dinner uh no plates Nice yeah. lettuce wraps for their yeah. fish. I'm going to talk about that later. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to zoom oh, through too. my synopsis before I tee off on my, my funniness. Um, <laughs> and then the worst game to ever play with a family when you can't shout at them, Monopoly is played. <laughs> this is true. Until the daughter knocks over a lamp and almost catches everything on fire. Yeah. So, so I like they. Uh, uh, no, I have to. No, I'll wait. I'll wait. No, you're okay. No, no, I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna in the meat of it. I'll. I'll yep. Gotcha. So she knocks over the lamp. They quickly take the fire out, and then they're just standing there waiting for the monster to come get them. I like how you said they take the fire out, as if like it was a bad dog that they needed to put outside. <laughs> no, that's the daughter. <laughs> Too far. No, I, uh, okay. maybe. <laughs> maybe. No uh, Paul, cut, cut that out, Paul. Um, <laughs> they're waiting for the crash of the monster, and they hear a crash. And it's a little family of raccoons trying to have their own dinner, which I was very surprised that raccoons of all animals 
No, you're not. You're not. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. Cause I can't. This is meat stuff, man. You're taking all the good meat. Gotcha. Okay. Zooming through. Zooming through. <laughs> Dad goes down to the basement to work on the a uh, cochlear implant processor for his daughter, which I really loved. Mm-hmm. Cut to the next day, day 473, which I thought didn't really warrant its own title card. I thought <laughs> that they went to bed and, the next morning. Yep. Uh, Mom, who at this point I find out her name is Evelyn from the subtitles, is checking her <laughs> blood pressure because, as we saw in the night before while they were preparing dinner, Mom's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Taking care of herself, making sure she's checking that there's a pulse in the body. Uh, in the body. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> making sure that the, the fetus had a, uh, a strong pulse. Dad's still working on cochlear implants. Wants to give them to the daughter. Her name is Regan, which I found out. Thank you, subtitles. Holy she shit. has a, an upgrade for her. Yeah, I didn't know any of these names until the uh, no, uh, end titles. You're blowing my yep. mind right now. I didn't know them until yep. now. Yeah. Yep. So he uh, has this upgraded cochlear implant, and that's what it's – it's not just a hearing aid. It's a it's a thing not important. So <laughs> – You're just talking, shut up, Don. Move on. God damn it, Don. Yep. I, I now get it now. So dad wants to take the son out uh, hunting, gathering. Uh, Regan wants to join because the, the son doesn't want to do it. His name is Marcus. Uh, but, you know – Dad says no, emphatically no. Dad and son, time is uh, tale as old as time. Go fishing together. They find out that uh, it's not every sound. It's just if you're behind a louder sound, the monster isn't going to attack the waterfall. And they find a safe space where they can vent their frustration at their <laughs> other family members and scream into a waterfall. Sorry. Sorry, I, I realized you stopped talking for a second because I was laughing, but I was just laughing at the idea of the monsters attacking the waterfall. That's a... <laughs> I assume they did at some point, but then they were like, ah, this isn't anything, and they gave yep. up. Yeah. Like, they registered yeah. that sound isn't a tasty sound. That sound is a swishy <laughs> sound. So, yeah. A, a swishy sound. They, they go fishing, yep. and uh, the, the son doesn't want his dad to club the fish over the head because it'll make too much of a sound. And then he teaches him that, you know, if there's a big sound, you can make little sounds. And that kind of sets things up for later. Mm-hmm. On the way back home, yep. they come across someone. And and, and I, I don't know if I blinked or what, but my, my approach to the scene was boy walks into his dad. Dad looks up. He looks scared. And there's an old man. I thought old man was God at first uh-huh. until we saw God's wife was uh, – <laughs> Not doing so hot. The virgin man. Yes, obviously. So they come across this man, and uh, his his dead wife is uh, laying on the ground. And, you know, dad is saying, quietly, saying, no, 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 don't, just shh, just shh. And then for some reason, old man felt like, I felt like he did this kind of vindictively. Yeah, right. Then he lets out a a huge scream, and within moments, the man was killed by the monster as dad picks up boy and runs to a tree and hides, very reminiscent of Lord of the Rings. Back home, Mm, mm. mom's water breaks. She's heading down Uh with her laundry. Oh, did I write this out of order? Okay, no, okay. No, no, uh, she, she... Uh, the prior, okay, nail was yeah. pulled up. Yeah, prior to this, yeah. mom had gone up and down and was doing some laundry and pulled out a nail. 
and pulled a nail out of uh, the steps, which is shoddy craftsmanship from anyone that'll tell you. So I have problems with that scene, but we'll get into it later. Cut back to that. She goes down. Her water's breaking. Uh, daughter is nowhere to be seen, so she shuffles down, steps on the nail. Shuffles. It was a shuffle. She's uh, she's able to <laughs> pull her... She waddles down. Pulls her foot out, switches everything to the red light bulb, so the string of lights is finally made clear. It's not just, you know, ambiance. It's, hey, one of our children is deaf, and I need to let everyone know if you're out hunting. I can't, you know, ring the bell from days of old. I have to let you all know visually that I need help. I'm doing this <laughs> thing. Goes to the bear, yeah. goes up, goes back upstairs, which, why wouldn't you have a switch in the bathroom? Anyway, Evelyn goes back upstairs with that hurt foot, uh, slinks into the tub and starts to give birth as the alien comes upstairs. So, so you, uh, I think, uh, the important, an important part that sort of sets up stuff later that you missed is that, um, when she, you know, puts a foot down on that nail, oh. She like screams a little bit, and then a, an alien yeah. comes. She does not scream. Actually, she drops something. Well, she makes enough she noise. Drops, she drops a frame, and it crashes. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. She makes noise anyway. She does a very good job not screaming. Yep. Is uh, surprisingly so. Yeah. So four hundred seventy-three days of this, they've really trained themselves to no matter how much pain they're in, to never scream. Mm -hmm. Which she's got, that, she's got that Genghis Khan level cold face. You know? yep, which right. uh, immediately put some uh, thoughts in my head as to the conception of that child, but that's not important either because <laughs> I literally Dad thought the same. Turning home <laughs> and is horrified to see that the red lights were switched on. He signs the word rocket to his son, and so son runs away. And I think, oh, he's gonna he sent the kid off to rocket to a different planet and get the hell out of Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Lee searches the house and walks He's into the bed bathroom to see an empty bathtub covered in his wife's blood. He starts to mourn his wife already, which he was really quick to just start mourning instead of like, oh, no, where's the body? This is a lot of blood. I've had three other kids, and this is new to me. <laughs> but then a slap on the glass behind him, and his wife has survived and wisely hid in the uh, enclosed shower, which I thought was brilliant. Uh, both, you know, mm -hmm. filmmaking-wise and story-wise, it's a little quieter in there. And she's got a little baby that they really shouldn't have been having in that sort of... Like, people say every time is a bad time to have a kid. I feel like in a world where if that baby screams, the baby's dead, is the worst time to have a baby. <laughs> but it does bring up some very good plot points. Yes. And you may be wondering um, why... Well, and plot... Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, was going to say plot devices per se, like, um, uh, yeah, uh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yep. That's, yep. That's why I screened past it. And you may be wondering, where's the daughter in all this? Well, the daughter got fed up from being left behind and the, the sweet new ear implant she got doesn't work. So she packs up and decides to make it out on her own. <laughs> Doesn't get very far. She goes to the grave of her uh, her first kill, uh, her brother. <laughs> sits there and mourns for a bit. Uh, the dad is comforting the, the the mother. He takes him takes her down to a previously established safe room that they use to soundproof a basement room with paper mache and a mattress. Um, mm. She gets the baby set up in the little crib, they got a little face mask and then a soundproof 
box to put the baby in when it's being too fussy, which I thought was uh, really brave of the filmmakers to put uh, probably a, I don't know, I don't know baby ages, but that baby did not A, look like an infant <laughs> or B, look like it should be put into an enclosed box even with a face mask on. Anyway. <laughs> That baby didn't look like an infant. Anyway. Or a newborn, rather. Um, (laughs) Okay, so while the baby is being put into the uh, airtight pre-coffin, the kids are on top of the silo (laughs) having gone up there to, to, uh, you know, light the signal fires that their dad had previously shown them that that's how he makes sure that there are other people very Lord of the Rings-like, you know, Oh my god. <laughs> the, the signal fires have been lit. Gondor calls for aid. All is well. Uh-huh. So they're waiting yeah. for their dad to come get them. The daughter, Regan, uh, decides that you know her dad doesn't actually love her because he won't take her on cool camping trips. <laughs> decides to storm off, but as she storms off, the other brother, Marcus, her potential second kill, falls into the corn <laughs> silo that they're in and is a uh, drowning in a very quick sandy like manner so wisely she jumps mm-hmm. in after her or j- jumps in after him <laughs> and they're able to uh secure themselves on top of a very uh very precarious position in a place where they could drown in corn the the sound they make mm-hmm. draws the monster the monster jumps in and at that point regan's uh superhero power kicks in and her cochlear implant starts having a, a feedback effect against the sound-sensitive monster alien, and the alien starts to, like, freak out very uh, Venom-style, crushes outside of the silo, and they're safe. The kids escape that yep. silo, and they see Dad. They run to Dad. Dad is very, uh, very happy to see everyone. And then, um, so they, uh, they crawl out of the silo, and they go to the truck. Dad sees him and grabs an axe. He's quickly attacked, uh, which causes Marcus to scream out, dad which i thought he should have signed dad but you know that's me (laughs) after the kid screams dad the monster hears that goes after the kid the dad sees the monster go after his kid for screaming dad so he signs to uh regan i love you i've always loved you and then he does uh one of the most haunted screams i've heard in the last year or so sacrificing himself and the monster just takes him out the game. So that's Regan's kill number two, not her brother Marcus. Oh my god! Oh god! Kids saved. Uh, one of them puts the truck into neutral, and at some point in the last 473 days, they perfectly aligned that truck to just roll straight to the house. Which I'm really glad that house developer had the farm up top, so they could just go straight to there. That's brilliant. <laughs> kids get back into the basement with their mom uh they hear the alien approaching so they retreat into the basement regan who wasn't ever allowed down there sees all the work that her dad put into all the cochlear implant uh improvements and she realizes dad really did love me you know he killed him he, he allowed himself to be killed but this really proves that he loved me <laughs> looks around sees what is their weakness and uh a a an unaudible light bulb goes off in her head and she realizes that she's the secret weapon to these starts fiddling with uh feedback dials cranks it up 
scares and uh, makes the alien just lose its mind. And uh, they think they got it, but uh, the alien comes back for another one. And Mom, very Linda Hamilton, Terminator 2, swings up and just blows the head off. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they see the surveillance monitors of all the movement of all the uh, aliens registering that one of their own is dead. Or maybe they just heard the crazy sound of the, of the, uh, the feedback. So she cranks it up to 11 puts uh, her uh, gets her gets her implant ready mom cocks a gun and just smiles mm -hmm. and then I really wanted that like and I'm glad they didn't but I would have loved if it had ended with just this amazing electric guitar you know yep. Bam! Yep, I, thought, I thought the exact <laughs> All right, same so, thing so I want to quickly say mm -hmm. Now we're going to get into the meat of it. Now you did, you did, it, it was, it was a very funny retelling, but this movie is a seriously good yeah, movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like halfway <laughs> through, I realized I was being way too funny. And at the time I was not having fun. Uh, it was, it was a, it was a suspenseful movie throughout. The only time that I really laughed or had fun was when I thought that mom was going to step on the nail again, going upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I, um, that, that this is a this yep. is a failing on my part in preparation. Uh, this movie is a, a, a <laughs> no, very gripping, good. thrilling horror movie, and I can't wait for the Amazon uh, TV series. <laughs> um, all right. So, I my first question, and maybe y'all can help me with this: How fast did this invasion happen? Like, so, uh, what? Well, a, we're not told. It's not revealed. The origin of these monsters um you know they could have been some creature from deep underground they they might be an alien they might be uh you know a, a mad scientist um first of all what do you guys think which one of those is it or is it something else i uh i think it was probably aliens in my opinion do they have a spaceship you know they could have crash landed or maybe they were here all along <laughs> okay what, so you mean there were aliens before we were here? Yeah, it could be one of those situations where like something woke them up and they came out of hiding or came out of like the depths of the ocean or something like that. Oh, mini Cthulhu's. Yeah. Yeah. Don, thoughts? I spoke a lot. Uh, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I definitely got the idea that they were aliens, and I also definitely got the idea that the the day four hundred seventy three must have been first contact. But that could that could mm. be me. But I agree mm. that the timeline, like between uh, the time when they made contact and the time where they realized, oh, we're screwed, they had enough time to have several news publications put out several news yes. regarding it. Yeah, this is well, my. Yeah, the movie ahead, starts out uh, with day eighty something. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Okay, and um, so it's day eighty nine, and you can see on the at some point. We see the the kid's um, like tomb, like the cross where he's buried. It says 2016 to 2020. So if 2016 is when he died, that means uh, at some point during. No, no, no. 2016 is when he when he was born. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, wait. Because that's was, tomb okay, so well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So 2020 at some point is like when I see I see what you're saying yeah so this is all so where we're look we're like we'll we will be looking at 2021 because then it's 400 the mo the main part of the movie yeah. so in 2020 it happens well because my main thing my main thing is how fast did this attack happen because so 
there is enough time that they have wiped out humanity within three months, okay? So we're just under three months about, um, day 89. We can assume the first horrific whatever the fuck happened, um, you know, because there were no pictures of spaceships, there were no pictures of anything like that on his wall, so the only information they had was that these creatures appeared. Um, and, uh, that's, that's how it started. And so you imagine, I don't know, they started killing people willy nilly. Nobody really knew where they came from. Um, but then we have enough time between then, between the point where they start killing people and day 89 that we have missing persons posters. And these aren't just a photo put up on a wall. These are like professionally published. Um, you know, and I'm going to say right now, I'm going to pick apart some, some story, um, aspects of this movie but it is a fantastic movie um okay so i'm i'm looking at uh newspaper clippings right now on the uh on the interwebs Ooh. and um i can't see much in the way of spaceships or any, anything but it does say u.s military defeated we can no longer protect you yeah um, uh, so the it's interesting um, so the idea I, because they keep talking about how all of the newspaper clippings that you see, they don't, um, they, they keep talking about what is the weakness we don't know. And then they find out, um, and clearly whoever was making these, um, newspapers was really committed to their job and like decided, Hey, I'm just going to keep putting out newspapers somehow. Um, like to tell people that it's sound. Um, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't really like the level of information coming from the newspapers because that seemed a bit weird um yeah yeah like your thing is like why would they keep making newspapers if the whole world is going to shit like they would yeah, have like bigger priorities it's kind of like you know the guy who's writing so the 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 u.s military is blah blah, blah. we can't protect you okay we who's we if you were defeated why are you still typing this i don't like do were you i I feel like it would have been put out in some kind of flyer dropped from the sky. Like maybe that was it. I don't know. Yeah. It says like, it says stuff like there's power outages and magnetic pulses cripple wall street. Oh, right. So that, okay. No, actually hmm, interesting. We do see in the movie that they do have an effect on the magnetic fields. They, they mess up TVs, radios, everything. Um, it's not particularly electricity that they're messing up. But the magnetic field itself, and so I Which imagine ties into the into the whole um, ear um, yes. thing. Yeah, and so the you know uh, they would have disabled communications, uh, you know, of the military, and so I could see how they would beat the military. Um, they also seem to have impenetrable armor until you can get under it, which is the only way she was able to shotgun that motherfucker. Mm. Um, and they also swim, which was creepy. I when when it when it's in the room with the flooding with the flooding room and the mother has to get to the baby and then it like goes underwater I'm like oh shit it can swim that's some freaky shit um, that yeah. was quite disturbing to me when it started swimming and then she's just like walking through it uh, I don't know about you but I probably would have tried to grab like a long piece of reach like some I don't know a piece of wood or something to bring the box to me instead of walking through the water that this demonic alien is swimming through but anyway all right cool so the start of the movie is interesting sorry i i just realized i'm taking the lead on this um don do you want to do the uh the the breakdown or okay you see you want to do your fucking job 
<laughs> uh, Paul, cut that, please. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it was a joke. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, I'm just fucking with you. Um, so yeah, uh, the just you know, go. You want the meat now? So day 89, they're in yeah. this pharmacy. It's only been 89 days, so those drugs aren't bad. Uh, so maybe they did have birth control there. They took it in the 472 right. days following. Pump the brakes. Yes, dude. Um, so you bring up birth control a couple of times, but I don't think that it was unintentional um, because I think they're at a point of saying like, well, what's the point of living if we can't – like they're, they're, they're like repopulate the earth point, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I, I thought about that too, but I also just thought like – like jokes and quips aside, if if you're like like on a serious note, if you're like a couple that's in love and and if you like feel the need and the want to have another child, I feel like even if it's like the apocalypse or whatever, that feeling or that emotion or that love will win out, despite oh, the fact of like yes, it could bring danger. I think it's that's kind of like what won out in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I should have done that disclaimer as well. Uh, I I'm just snarky uh no it, they, they are john krasinski and emily blunt are too beautiful of people to stop having children at three <laughs> exactly but, even when one of them died in this horrible alien apocalypse world they were like just, you know what yep they're, they were gonna vagina. do a fourth yep they just needed to make up the deficit i got it <laughs> i'm sorry i'm a I, piece of shit no, I, I, I find it so weird. I'm skipping ahead a little bit, and I'll, I'll go back and, and let you continue. But um, when he says rocket, it seems a bit to me, like, insensitive that he's using the word rocket when his brother died because of a rocket. <laughs> am, I, am I the only one who feels it? Like, it just feels like maybe just don't talk about rockets anymore because your brother was slaughtered by an alien because of a rocket that your sister gave him. Well, it was a spaceship. It was a, a rocket. rocket. Ship. Yeah, it was a rocket ship, and and he's not firing off rockets; he's firing off fireworks. Um, like I just, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I, it I seemed, think it, it, I think it was meant to draw this parallel of where you know the one thing that that killed them uh, is is now what's going to save his mother. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in uh, American Sign Language they don't have words for like absolutely everything. So some words might relate to others, like rocket might relate to fireworks, but there won't be like a specific word for fireworks. Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. That, though, I can't. On that, though, I, I really loved and I did a little bit of research and that is completely accurate American Sign Language they are doing. And I, I must applaud the filmmakers for uh, going mm. to those lengths to do it, because when I first saw Jim from the office doing sign language, I'm like, OK, here we go. And then so I'm I, watching it. I pulled it up on Google. That's accurate ASL. In, 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 to be fair, and yes, I do applaud them. To be fair, in this economy, if they didn't get it accurate, uh, <laughs> we would have seen John Krasinski on a fucking cross. Um, like, um, also, the main, the main actress, the daughter, she's actually deaf. Yes. Yeah, yes, and she you. is amazing. So, so she contributed to that. She is fucking amazing in her role in this. Yeah. Like, as an actress, holy shit. I was blown away because she is quite young. But her performance is fucking, like, stellar, man. Like, that's, Absolutely. Whew. 
I honestly, I was, because this is the second time I've watched this movie. So, um, you know, I, I will say that this movie um, is one of the only one of the only times ever that I have cried during a movie. Uh, this is the second time, actually. The first time was the first time I watched this movie. Um, oh, did you cry again? Yes. <laughs> I did as well. The, yes, that same. scene where, where he, I, I, I was, want, I was gonna wait till I get till we get to a, you know, fuck it. I need to, I need to voice my piece on this. I need to be heard. Um, just like he did. <laughs> um, it, 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 the, um, how, let, let me think, first, how do I word this? He conveys so much fucking emotion and message and everything without saying anything. And it is amazing. His scream is this amazingly emotional and, and, and I, I don't, I, I don't want to sound pretentious, but it is, it is art in acting like it, it, it it's just so fucking powerful when that's, he does that you know what that's like about 50 percent of my notes are just literally the words beautiful gorgeous mm-hmm. great storytelling like that's i could i didn't know what else to write so just 50 percent is just basically what you just said yeah and and actually during like so there's the scene where uh the boy has the uh you know we're getting a bit a, a little non-euclidean to the way we usually do this but fuck it this movie's too good um there's the scene where he, uh, where the boy starts playing with the rocket, right? They're all walking in a line. They're on that sand path. I really like the sand idea, by the way. That's a, mm-hmm. that's, I probably that wouldn't have thought of that myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, oh my God, that is so fucking clever. Um, um, but so they're walking and they're going across the bridge and then the boy does it. And that scene is an incredibly powerful scene because you've got so many elements. You've got the girl whose name, what, Regan, was it? Regan, Yes. Yeah, so Regan, again, I also want to point out, didn't know any of their names because they're a family unit using sign language. Nobody needs to use names. Um, And I thought they didn't force the use of names in this, and I loved that. Um, Because whenever a movie forces the use of names for exposition purposes, it just feels so fake. It feels weird, yeah. the, The dialogue in this was so well done because... It was just natural. It, they they wouldn't be calling each other their names constantly. Um, uh, but so anyway, there's that scene. They're on the bridge, and and Regan has given the toy to to the boy whose name I don't know. Marcus. Don, oh no no that Marcus. one that one yeah no that one's name was Bo, which I I I have. Eh, that's not okay. I was going to go on a tangent yeah. of how I don't like people with the name Bo, but uh, that doesn't matter here. Uh, so yeah, they. Uh... <laughs> hey, now I have a friend named Bo. <laughs> Some of my yeah. best friends are named Bo. Um, so... My biggest crush is named Bo. Wow. Bridges? Is it Bo Bridges? No, no. Bo Regard, okay. the monk. <laughs> All right. All so right. Uh, yeah, um... they, before they're leaving the pharmacy, that this uh, Regan gives Wait. Bo. <laughs> Wait, I hadn't yeah. finished my point. Oh, I, I was, you I was just him. asking you his name. Oh, yeah, um, both. His name was both. So both. Thank, thank you very much. Um, so there's this, there's that scene. Now we were talking about how um, Krasinski portrays such ridiculous, and I say ridiculous in a positive way, such strong and incredible emotion um, w- without saying anything. And there's he turns around. He's heard the sound. He needs to like his his face conveys such horror such emergence and 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 it's 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 fucking amazing and then the girl regan i don't know her real name somebody look that up if you don't millicent millicent yep 
that she is uh, just fucking amazing. So she, but, and then even her realization coming over the face, her, 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 um, you know, it dawns on her that something terrible has gone wrong. And she probably realizes at this point what's happening. She gave the toy back to him. Um, that whole scene and all of the portrayal without saying a fucking word is amazing. It, ugh. Anyway, <laughs> that's my, yep. So good. <laughs> no, this is great. It's just a praise fest, and I'm okay with it. I mean, there are things that I will bring up that I didn't like. So, uh, but, <laughs> but, but it, I, I am so passionate about the actors in this movie and their ability to 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 not have to use words, to not to not be just um, using dialogue to spell out what's happening and why and how it's affecting them, which is so common in in in, in cinema these days. Um, you just have a character stand there who just says everything so that we, the stupid audience, know. Um, yeah, honestly, one of my um, one of my notes is that, like, the movie assumes that we have a certain level of intelligence going in. Yeah, but, like it. It at least respects the fact that we're not dumb and doesn't need to treat us in any way or point anything out, like in a certain way. Mm, yeah, I agree. It. Yeah, I. All right. Let's get back to the, they're at the first scene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. Very, very yep. good. That's Probably it. Some, That's the movie. Yep. Could have been some prenatals. Could have been, uh, could have been a whole <laughs> number of things. So, I, yeah. They, so I'm going I'm to go cut ahead. you off again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, one thing, and, and by the way, um, if you guys have points, don't let me be stealing them all. You stomp all over me. Um, do it. Spit on my face. Anyway. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, um, <laughs> so one thing I kind of got annoyed with is there's that kid, Bo, and I get it. He's four years old, as um, Harley pointed out. I actually didn't know his age, but she pointed out his, uh, his birth date. So he's four years old at this point. Um, he is an idiot. Um, he's four years old. No, no, but that's, but the, but I don't mean to be shitting on him. What a fucking idiot. Um, man, I'm smarter than him. No, but it's that, yes, he is four years old. That is the point though, in that he's a four year old in a world where you cannot make sound and the parents should be aware of the fact that he's a four year old. Mm hmm. If, if you get what I mean, like he's climbing on shit and he's about to fall and, and Regan like dives to the, to the, you know, to the, to the rescue and, and stops the thing from hitting the ground. And the dad sees that. And, but it's like, why is this kid not had this beaten out of him yet? And I don't mean to condone beating kids, but what I'm saying is, is that they are in a way harsher world that they, like this kid needs to already have a pretty serious understanding of, of the consequences. Yeah, 89 days in, uh, you can't yell at your kids. I feel like even if you were opposed to uh, child abuse, which I am, uh, I feel like that mm-hmm, would definitely. be your only one of your only outlets. But yeah. uh, he, he is four, uh, and I was quite mean in my uh, overarching thing, so I will defend Bo to the death. <laughs> I mean, but you okay. hate his name. Yeah, <laughs> I, that was a so great choice. That was a creative choice on the filmmakers. I'm not going to 
you know, <laughs> condemn a four-year-old to death because uh, John Krasinski but I will making enjoy. this movie. Well, <laughs> okay, no, have but your, my, I have I, your toy. I, you can have a rocket toy. You don't need batteries. You didn't like. I thought, oh, how cute. He he got the toy. You know, his sister's cool. Uh, at this point, I didn't know she was deaf. I didn't know she didn't know how loud that was going to be. Um, but I was like, oh, cool, you have your little toy. And then he went for it. And then I wrote, um, deserves everything that's going to happen to him. Next note. <laughs> Next note, kid deserved it. I said it. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. And um, um, for the listeners, all of my notes will be available on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> because I put my money where my mouth is. And on the website, necropodicon.com. Um, so, yeah, but my main point is, so, you know, just to cap off that, he, you know, yeah, sure. That, I mean, they really should have had a better, like, you know, you said you don't condone child abuse, but it may be, you know, being a lot more harsh is is an understandable um, uh, trade-off of the world that they're in. Um, and even if not so much being more harsh, just keeping a fucking eye on him. <laughs> <laughs> Like he's running around the store by himself, like not by himself. There, there are other people in the store, but the fact is that he's running around a store where I don't know if they know what's in the store. They probably scoped it out previously. I don't know why they wouldn't have just taken all the drugs with them. They didn't want to get addicted. <laughs> all right. Um, Holly, do you have any points on the scene? Oh, on this beginning scene? Yeah. Um... Scene one. I, I ask you. I, I ask you because I was I was blabbering a whole ton then, and I sort of. Took I it all think um, I like that from the get go. They let us know that she's deaf, um, and it's well. At least I got it from the get go. <laughs> I love um, how that's a small stab at Dawn. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to make it a little bit more obvious, but I didn't want it to be too bad, so I just made it small. Yeah. Um, yeah it was like super fucking obvious. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just. No, no. In, in, in all seriousness, I do like how they sort of creatively like let us know that she's deaf by playing with the sound, like when mm. it cuts to like um like her point of view or like how she's seeing the world. There's just no sound, and for a second you're like, oh, what happened to the sound? You know, why did it suddenly get muted? And then it dawns on you, and you're like, yeah. oh shit, she's yeah. deaf. Yeah, um, and it's I, like. I, I... I, I'll, I'll yeah. take the pill of you uh, shitting on me. That's fine. I deserve that. Uh, <laughs> I, I am curious, though, at what point did you realize that she was deaf? Because it wasn't until the bridge and that uh, scene kind of uh, trickery, not trickery, but that filmmaker's way of pulling it off. Sorcery. Yeah. I didn't want to say sorcery, it, but, it, you know. It was, um, so the sorcery. Um <laughs> For me, it was, uh, she's, I think she's sitting down with her brother mm-hmm. and, um, and she's, I think she's telling him that he can have the toy, but like no batteries or something like that. And it cuts to her. Um, like, I think it's like the second time or maybe it's the first time where it cuts to her and there's like no sound and it's completely muted. And okay. then it goes back to there being sound. I was like, Oh yeah. They really, they, they played quite delicately with the ambience of the scene. Cause obviously it's a quiet scene anyway. But mm-hmm. uh, if yeah, it it was quite well done. I was told to uh, have my volume cranked, so it really wasn't quiet, quiet until that <laughs> first scene, uh, until the uh, the attack scene, and then like all my sound because I had it turned up way too loud. So when that rocket no- when those <laughs> rocket noises went off, uh, I jumped 
because I yeah. had it at uh, close to max volume. So Jesus. there was still some ambient sound even with it muted until then. So, okay, cool. That's, that's awesome that they did establish it that quick. So one thing I want to I want to make a, a comment on with the with the with the sound. By the way, this review might go long. Um, <laughs> um, so one thing I wanted to bring up about the sound in this movie. Now I I was using and yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna flex a little weird flex. Um, I was listening. So I had my uh, my expensive Astros on. Okay, these are very this is a very expensive wireless headset. Incredibly expensive. Um, way more expensive than I'm going to say, but, um, it'll be in the show notes listeners. Yeah. Yeah. It'll just depress me, but I, um, I take my listening seriously. Um, I'm like the aliens in this movie. So, uh, I was watching this, you were talking about how the, the rocket sound was very noisy and it sort of hit you hard. The, I had my shows turned all the way up and um, because I really wanted to get a feel for the silence in this movie because silence has done so well in it. And the points at which something loud happens really fucks you up in this movie um, if you're just so entranced in it. Like when she hits over the, um, the, the lantern and then the glass breaks and the fire starts um, – that that scene is so quiet and so peacefully done, and then bam, and like I, you know, I, I, my heart was pounding. I was fucking on edge, um, and I I feel like the sound was done so well. Anyway, yeah, and I, I I actually think that the the scenes with sound are kind of jarring, and not in a not only in a scary way, but I think in a way that like you were saying, like it's peaceful before it kind of breaks the peace. Like you almost prefer. Um, the quiet of it, and I, I think that's completely intentional, though. You know, because it's 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 this world in which noise means I'm fucked. Um, noise is fear, and noise is gonna fuck you up. Um, and it's so uneasy to have that uh, happening. And I think they really, really portrayed that well in the uh, in in the uh, I don't know the word in the audio production. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Don, where were we at? Uh, we were on scene two, where they're approaching the bridge. <laughs> uh, I don't have a whole lot of notes for this, other than uh, those the sounds that they use for that rocket. It's uh, the same kind of cheap toy, laser gun, laser sword, laser car. Yeah, I had the same thing. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was curious if you guys recognize those sounds, too, because every sci-fi cheap-ass robot toy I ever had had those exact same sounds and it kind of just gave me a bit of nostalgia so I really like that yeah I I agree completely and it also did that thing that um that all of those old sci-fi toys did which is it cycles through different noises that aren't mm-hmm. actually particularly relevant to the toy yep. um they would just, it's just you know they just had stock audio of like several different sounds for those toys back in the day and so that's, yeah. I mean, and it's accurate. Like, I'm not shitting on the movie's use of it. That's an accurate toy. Like, it's oh, no, well it, it was really <laughs> effective because I felt like, okay, okay. It, it's, it's, hyperbole, it's, hyperbole, it's hyperbolic of me to say I felt like that kid at that moment with that toy. But that sound really struck a chord with me remembering all those crappy toys. So yeah. uh, kudos to them for bringing that. I really love that. I, I also felt like that kid when his life then got wrecked. Um, but moving on. Um, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> uh, in my notes I have for this that the musical scoring is amazing um, because this scene really highlights just um, sort of a, a silence, a piece, and the music in the scene just really blew me away. But um, yeah, I and I, I like the, I like this like first scene because it's it's like its own little well-rounded like short horror story almost, and I oh, feel God, like yes. it it like. First of all, it conveys a huge amount of emotion and horror without, you know, any words being said. And um, and I think it sets the tone for the rest of the movie. I think- we barely even see the monster, too, which is also, like, great. Like, it gives us just enough to be like, what the fuck was that? I think you bring up a massively good point, like an amazing point on that that first two scenes can be a short story in itself and be terrifying. Um, I hadn't really thought about that, but you're completely right. If that had ended there, I'd have been like, holy shit. That's some yeah. shit right there. <laughs> I do love you bring up um, also the the lack of visuals of the creatures and how they how they how they slowly draw it out. But then it's not it doesn't always stay that way. Like we slowly see more and more, and it's almost as you know we're seeing it through how the characters are coming to understand the creature. And um, mm-hmm. I thought that was incredibly well done too. Because I mean, you look at uh, what was that movie um, Cloverfield, right? You guys yes. seen that? Oh yeah, yep. yeah. Like. Yeah. So Cloverfield was a movie that did that quite well, in my opinion, where it was a, uh, we're seeing it from the view of the people on the streets. Um, and it's, um, I said people weird just then. We're seeing it from the view of the people of the streets. And, you know, we're only seeing very few glimpses. We see the smaller aliens and then we start seeing the big one. And it, this felt very much in that manner that it was, um, it was, it was the fear of the unknown. Um, and yeah. Another thing I want to like quickly add is that like, there are like incredible amounts of exposition, like exposition that would usually like, like I, I guess in a book be narrative, like someone would explain the world and this is what happens. And this is, you know, this happened a certain mm. number of years ago. Like there's so much exposition that just happens like visually. Yes. It's exposition done correctly. It's not forced. It's not, uh, I don't feel like I'm having a wall of text thrown at me that slowly fades into a background into the stars. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, I, I don't, you know, or if you've seen the golden compass movie, um, you know, the book, have either of you seen that? I saw the movie, movie. but it was years ago. All right. Well, the book is like literally a thousand times better. Um, And the reason is that in the book, it, it, it gives you, in the same way that this movie we watch, it, it respects you as the audience and doesn't just like say, okay, so here you go. Here's this and this and this, and now you're going to see them interact. But the movie, the movie's like, okay, so guys, listen, okay. Uh, the word is made of dust. Okay, I know, wacky. But there's also talking bears, and there's these other things. <laughs> it's so wacky. And in the book, they just mention shit in passing. And they don't go over it for ages. And so you spend you spend the whole book like, I mean, like that bear, he talks? What the fuck? Um, and, you know. and I like that kind of storytelling and, and the way also that they do it in the movie as well as like how you were saying, like they do that in books or at least in the book you were reading, is that it leaves a lot of it up to the reader or the watcher. So you can have whatever version of the movie or the book like in your own head, like you have your own version of that. <clears throat> in your head and it makes it that much more personal i think yeah it's it's the uh it's the storytelling through you know what's left out as opposed to what's being told 
Um, yeah. Instead of making a definitive statement, it's it's this entire world that could be happening, and you'll have to think about it instead of just being told, "Ah, oh, it's exactly like this." No, 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 there's no, there's none of that. It's just this. Um, and yeah, I also just hate any movie that expects me to read for five minutes at the start. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, the only movie I think that is an exception is Lord of the Rings, but that's because I don't have to read. The the elf lady tells me it. Anywho, um, <laughs> um, all right, so I have another question that comes up in these starting scenes, um, which I then get answered. My notes say, are all the animals dead? How would that affect the ecosystem? And then I say, uh, raccoons, birds, and crickets we hear and see later. So, Well, yeah, and, and like that's that I think ties into like their dinner scene, which I'm getting ahead of myself, but really quickly. And we see them having mostly vegetables and I think some fish. And that makes a lot of sense because cows would not survive. They're constantly like, they would just immediately die. And, you know, pigs as well. They're like, and I bet they make a tasty, tasty dinner for the aliens uh, too. Real quick, Harley, what sound would the chickens make? (laughs) I I dread. Okay. Uh, Oh man, I'm so, I'm embarrassed now. I'm just going to go for a week. <laughs> that was just a little payback for the I knew she was deaf the whole time thing. We're cool. All right, thank you. Yeah. You're good, man. You're good. <laughs> he crosses your name off a list. <laughs> I people to kill. Like Arya Stark. <laughs> With lipstick, though. <laughs> you recite my name every night. <laughs> Billy Madison style. Um, all right, so... <laughs> um all right cool yeah so I'll, I'll stop interjecting i'm sorry guys i'm sorry let's, let's, let's yeah see. who's the leader here Jeez, make, I'm, I'm sorry don i'm sorry let's make some no headway. no it's fine no no you're fine i felt like i was talking too much that's why i let you go on for a tear um so to, to uh, be fair um you thank were you for literally letting me. chosen to lead this episode <laughs> yeah so you're supposed to be talking too much yeah okay fair enough fair enough so Bo's He's gonna dead. get you back for that one. No, no, that wasn't that wasn't as sick of a burn as the one before. It, yeah, it wasn't so much of a burn. It was more like like don't feel bad for talking. It is your time to shine, baby I'm boy. I was trying to stop chaos, baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> so cuts to they're laying on uh, what I thought a sandy beach. I'm like, oh, cool. You know what? Get away from the uh, the forest and stuff. You can see him coming from the mm. beach. Uh, and then it was like really quiet because I knew she was deaf. And then my oven went off, and I nearly jumped out of my skin. <laughs> Why does she have an oven on the beach? Is no, what you that said. Was, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot that I preheated it. I preheated it like 450, so it took a while, so I completely forgot that I had food cooking. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, so, you know, we go in, the newspapers, I've already said all this, and I thought, you know, what happened to all the silencers on the guns? Because I feel like that would have been the best defense against these things. Well, so I can answer you. I can. I, I have the answer. Um, it was that they were literally just ineffective because of the armor. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, so, like, um, I, I imagine even tanks didn't do anything to them. I feel like tanks may have done something to them, Paul. Well, I think they were too quick for tanks to do anything. But also, tanks don't have, like, a whole lot of, like, spread. You know, like a shotgun. Yeah. 
So, well, um, so, but the only reason she was able to kill it with the shotgun was because it had its armor ripped off by the noise that made it go crazy nanays. Oh, yeah. Um, well, well, yeah, but one thing I was saying was, like, I feel like at some point the aliens would have just slipped past uh, the tanks. Oh, yeah, easily. Um, uh, oh, slipped fucking... into the tanks, through the tanks. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Very, very likely. Although I could see it being, like, quite a long fight because you saw it hitting the... You know, you see it attacking the car and it doesn't... Uh, it doesn't immediately rip the car apart, like... It's doing good damage, definitely. But if you're versing a tank like that, um, maybe they attacked it in waves? I don't know. Like, I just feel like it would be hitting the tank and the tank would be, like, spinning around and be like, weep, weep, weep. And, you know, but... <laughs> Is that the sound tanks make when they spin around? Yes. <laughs> weep, weep, weep. <laughs> you know, and I imagine like, you know, and then maybe, maybe it got all, I think this is a Hulk reference, I'm not sure, but like maybe it made one tank shoot the other tank, maybe. I like to imagine oh. this fight, by the way. That's fair. It's anyway. It sounds very Godzilla. Yeah, yes. I like it. Anyway. <laughs> my, uh, my, next, my next note after um, uh, Silencers for Guns was Preggers, question mark, question mark. Irresponsible. <laughs> then I saw... You know, I have something similar, and I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go for it. What is it? Well, so, I was saying earlier about love and all that. I'm, like, split on it. Okay. Because I would say it was a dumb move, but then it's, like, dumb to assume, assume that two humans in love, you know, who want to have a child, like, wouldn't go for it. And yes. it's, like, also a little emotionless to blame them for it. But at the same time, it's, like, also an incredibly bad move. I'm but gonna, also, repopulate the Earth? Question mark? I, I'm yep. going to... Right, so, let, can I give you my take on this? Or, oh, Don, you got a take to go first. Uh, no. Oh, my only take was uh, when then when I saw that they were um, uh, soundproofing that room with the paper mache, I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. You know what? If you're, if you're taking the... You didn't take the precautions beforehand, but now you're taking the precautions to make sure it can survive. Then good on you. You know, I, I can't wait to see how beautiful this thing turns into. <laughs> um, so, I don't mean to laugh at you. Um, I do. Um, but one thing please. I would say, so in, in um, <laughs> please, just shit all over me. Uh, I want to say in regard to what Harley was saying. All right, so you made a few points. Um it would be stupid to assume that two people in love wouldn't just go for it. And that's true because humans are stupid. Um, and yes, a good majority, I think a good majority of people would just bang it out and be like, Hey, we got to, you know, let's have another babby because, uh, other, other babby died. Bo, um, in regard to Bo, Bo regard. Hey, um, he's dead. <laughs> let's have, let's have replacement babby. Now, do we ever find out this new babby's name? No, 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 Babby name revealed. Uh, no Babby uh, given credit, and neither uh, jumping ahead slightly. The uh, the dead wife. The only uh, credits given quickly on IMDb were uh, the Abbott family, and that's their name, the Abbotts. Snap. Um. All right. So, so she she did say at some point. Um. I think she said it's a boy. So I think his name is Boy. Ah. Yeah. No. Um. The name is a boy. Um, oh, a boy. It's a Polish name. So, anyway, um, that's a Polish language joke um, for all of the Polish listeners out there. 
Um, so, uh, okay, um, so yeah, we can assume that yes, maybe they're just stupid um, and emotional. And I don't mean to shit on people with emotions. It's cool that you have emotions. Um, but at the same point, you've got like, oh, but we're in the fucking apocalypse and there are crazy ass monsters. So it's like being in hell, like a literal hell and being like, hey, let's have a baby in hell. Like, let's just introduce a human into hell. Um, it's a bad idea. Let's deal with the aliens first. If we can't deal with them, then we probably shouldn't have more humans. But if let's try to deal with them. And so that would have been like his whole thing is he's trying to make um, earpieces for his daughter. Um, and that's super sweet. And he's a great dad. But um, it sort of, to me, felt like maybe focus more on killing the monsters that are hunting every human. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, am, I, am I being too pompous I mean, here? Logically, yes. Emotionally, no. I think, it's daughter. I think it's fair to state from the outset here that I am actually an autistic individual. And so my emotional reasoning is far lower on the scale than normal people. Um, just want to put that out there. That's, that's probably where I'm coming from. Um, I'll balance you out because I'm like the most emotional sack of shit in the world. I will cry I, at a duck sneezing. Yeah, how does a duck? What sound does that make? <laughs> oh well, here goes. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That was actually way more impressive than I. <laughs> I give you All literally. Right. I'm three and a half stars out of five. That was actually good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it was it was very um you know I planned it. I assumed you were going to ask me so in oh, my mind. Oh, well done. You played me like a fucking fiddle. Uh-huh. Uh, ugh, all right. Here's cool. My coup de oh, so. wow. Oh, nice. Um coup de duck. Um where did my did I just delete my notes? Son of a bitch. Control Z. Episode's Control over, Z. folks. Go home. No, my notes are on my phone. Oh, un undo trash note. Yes! Haha! The oh, shaking nice. thing worked. Alrighty. Cool. So let's, uh, musical is great. Sand idea is great. Um, is this the dinner scene now? Are we at the dinner scene? Uh, yes, because, uh, my next, no uh, well, okay, before the, before dinner, while, uh, while Evelyn is making dinner, uh, dad is out lighting the signal fires to let all the other encampments know that, hey, made it another day. And I I'm not, and if I'm not mistaken, he burned Bo's baby personal effects for fuel? Did I misread that scene? I, I, was, eating, I was eating mozzarella sticks at the time. So I, I thought, uh, actually, <laughs> I thought he, um, I thought he, that's where he kept those items as his sort of, like, thinking place. Okay, and then he didn't just throw it into the fire right after. I don't remember. I'm so lost. I don't remember any of this. I don't remember okay. he's up the top there and he lights the fire and he's looking at I think a picture. Yeah, and then and then there was a flare of the fire like right after and I got worried that he was like, you know, I have a new baby on the way, this one will be stronger, more powerful. So he threw it in, <laughs> or maybe they just didn't have firewood. I didn't get it. The so next that, evolution. That, that was yeah, that was probably on me. So yeah, the next I, the next blip mm. oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, so I just want to say, um, in that scene, so the second time watching this, I did the first time watching this, I didn't realize like i i thought it just looked out at the landscape i actually didn't see all the other fires and oh. so my view my view of this movie the first time around was a lot more um, bleak i thought they were the only ones left anyway mm -hmm. 
Yep, so uh, Evelyn pulls out the fish from the uh, in-ground steamer, which I thought was a brilliant idea. I loved it. And then uh, my next note was, uh, you probably can't fry fish in the uh, silent apocalypse. Nope. But um, I just want to point out that that is very similar to a Huggy-style cooking. Do you know what that is, people? I don't. Um, I know that uh, some... Also, uh, cultures in Mexico, uh, they dig holes in the ground, and we cook meats that way too. Yeah, it's um, yeah. So it comes from uh, Polynesian um, influence in cooking, and uh, I've actually had a lot of meals like that being born in New Zealand with the Maori. Um, half oh, my wow. family's Maori, and so yeah, hungry style stuff is a, a, a cooking style that still is very prevalent today, and it's actually really nice. Anyway. Okay. So they're, yep. uh, they're, di- they're dining down. Uh, That's so petty. Okay. Okay. Good Good job, Paul. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, I went to a Mo- Mongolian grill the other day, and uh, it was amazing. I like watching them flip the spatula around. Oh, so, so you cultured too, huh? Is that, is that what this is now? You cultured too? Get fucked. Um, so, <laughs> um now, what I was going to say is I one of the first things that I absolutely like I picked up on with the whole, you know, transitioning to a silent world was the leaf plates instead of plate plates. Yes. And I was like, yep. that is, oh, yeah. that's genius. And then they don't even have normal um, Monopoly pieces. They've got like, um, they've replaced them with like um, little stitched pieces. Belt. Yeah. Yep. They did keep the dice though, which I was like, why? Those are the loudest wa- parts of the game. I think, yeah, but they were rolling it onto like carpet or something. I think the uh, the idea is a bit more um, a bit more thought out, or there was a bit more thought put into this than needed. In that, if she had like, because the mother did a lot of stitching of stuff, um, she makes the she makes the thing the uh, the the thing Mobius. that hangs above a baby. Yeah, mobiles. she made that. Hella, yeah, hella mobiles all over the place. I thought it was a thing, but uh, yeah, she, 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 she's all about like making that shit, right? Um, and so I imagine though they were like, "Hey, uh, mom, can you make us some fucking dice?" And then she did. <laughs> the fact is, she can't weight them correctly. And then one kid was like, "She keeps getting sixes." And then they were like, "Let's just use the real dice and risk our lives." Anyway. Wow, you really. <laughs> You're a, cut this out. You're a real tabletop gamer, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my that's my D and D history right there. You, you got to weight those dice properly, otherwise shit's yep. gonna get chaotic. That's anyway. true. <laughs> so Regan knocks the lamp over, and uh, I don't know. Like, I didn't get a good enough look at the the board as to why she was so uh, exuberant over her win. Like, I I don't know what she uh, what she did, but uh, uh, I saw, does like, he not? Does he not cheat? Is that I thought I felt that was the and he smirks at her. I I thought she had won. I thought she had lost. Actually, I thought I don't I don't uh, know how you win at Monopoly. We just play for six hours and hate each other until somebody flips the table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, hey, I'm gonna throw in a little bit of trivia here just because I don't know because I'm that kind of guy. Um, uh, Monopoly was originally invented by a professor. Um, who wanted to teach anti-capitalist and he the game you would start with a random amount so somebody would start with the most money and somebody start with the least and it was to prove that um you know 99 times out of 100 the person who started with the most was always going to win at the end um 
Mm. And uh, that's what it was for. And now, ironically, in our capitalist world, it's one of the biggest um, games. The one percent before the one percent was the one percent. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's I, actually yeah, anyway. cool. That wasn't me being uh, snarky. That's actually that's really cool. Nah, fuck just... you, Don. We're done. We're done. Don, get out. <laughs> Today, shit on Don Day. Poor guy. <laughs> Lead us, Don. Lead us to victory. So. <laughs> Uh, Regan knocks over the lamp in a celebratory uh, touchdown dance. They uh, quickly quickly beat the fire out before uh, the monsters can show up, and it's real quiet. So uh, the raccoons, not that that chittering they made, I feel like that may attract monsters. But I feel like the monsters, you know, you know how we how we'd find out that the monsters can deal with some sounds because they're like, ah, that's not a. But then the. And and the, and then the monster like though they run off into the into the into the crops and then a monster kills only one of them but he does it nonchalantly the monster doesn't like whip across it like he does with humans he just sort of like puts his hand down on it and then eats it he squashes it like a bug yep yeah and also I mean I feel like there may be nights where instead of fish they're having raccoon because of how easy they are to uh, attract to their home. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree. I think that would be fucking terrible to have to fight a raccoon. Um, with sound wise, I mean, could you imagine oh, trying yeah. to tra- oh, trap yeah. a raccoon, okay. trying to tell it to shut up? <laughs> Sign language. I've always loved you. That <laughs> says one raccoon to the other, and then the raccoon like screams, um, so that the human will run after it. So another uh, idea in that uh, nice domestic scene was, uh, you know what also makes a sound? Mm. Toilets. Oh. Yeah. Maybe not enough. Maybe, like, they've learned, like, ooh, the sound of rushing water we don't like. So maybe uh, toilets are safe. But uh, at the time, I didn't know about the neat little water trick. So my note was, toilets flush. (laughs) I actually had only just now put it together. Um, That's Maybe they don't. They don't use toilets. Well, no, it's they do. It's that they. That this is this is um, you know picked up on when that when the you know the sewage system drowns her. Sorry, I was watching a different movie, wasn't I? Yeah, there was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is the room floods because the monsters broken the water yep. pipe system. Yep. So um, the so then the, the next scene I didn't say in the uh, the the broad the the sweeping kind of quickly one they have the nice little scene where they uh she goes down to see lee and he's tinkering away and she puts a, a music ear uh, puts a music earbud jesus puts an earbud in and <laughs> I, I really paid attention to those lyrics because uh subtitles had them right there for me and mm-hmm. the words like i was reading way more into it than i than i needed to most definitely but uh she's he, he signed that she's beautiful and she said she made a face that she was uh she put on a lot of weight and he signed i didn't say anything and i could have ended the movie there and we would have had a decent, <laughs> had a decent movie i like it i i don't know i like the idea that in the apocalypse world where like the person you're with you're kind of fucking stuck with because you know it's the apocalypse and who are we kidding um, even if you don't get along with them, you know, company's company. But, um, I like the idea that like, he does say something 
in an alternate universe and then they break up and like the story is less about the aliens and just more about them and the aliens are this side product of the world where as they're arguing they constantly just have to be this sign arguing and he goes to yell and then oh no aliens can't can't do that i just and they go to smash something and nope can't do that because aliens anyway and then i just like the idea in love with an alien oh my god yes yes and they and have she- an alien baby Yes, and, and, and the baby is half human, half um, listen alien, and it can listen to your heart and know what you're thinking. <gasps> and it saves the world. Um, yeah, because it, it finds the bond between humans and aliens. We're, we're cutting already to that final bit that you had created last episode. How is it? Uh, I, I, I have got to, I've got to, like, this has happened in two episodes now. Where Don goes silent, and then me and Harley just discuss the uh, inner romances of a bullshit movie we made up. <laughs> we all, we Listen, all have our roles. I'm a romance girl. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Um, so moving on. Sorry, I, yep, I really, nope, really you're good. Nope. Us. So uh, they spend the night slow dancing to a song and. I'm really glad that she's already pregnant or they would have had another problem on their hands in nine months. <laughs> yeah. So next yeah. morning, uh, I, I then realized that they, uh, they don't harvest it, but they intentionally go around harvesting the sand or whatever and making these paths, which I really loved. Uh, yes. We find out that that day, day 473, and I didn't do the math to go back, but that was October 3rd, and in 20 days was her due date. Mm. Yeah. And there was, a, and I noticed before that there was paint all over the floors, and I thought, oh wow, what a what a piece of shit house. And I realized that 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 was intentional because those paint marks are where you can step without breaking. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that is this this movie. I mean, I'm not the best film critic, but it's just a, such a smart, thoughtful movie. Yeah, there is a lot in it that it just it's. There are so many moments where I, I was just like, oh, yeah, that is how you would do it. Like, I didn't think of that, but that is probably what I would do. Like, you, this is something you would need to think about that I hadn't thought about. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's so yep. well designed. Yep, so uh, they have, a, uh, they have a, a bit of a homeschool session, and I thought it was uh, just a cute little the writing. I loved that the, scene. Yes, the, the part where she's uh, – you know, Teaching him, not teaching him, showing him to work through his problem, and then behind her there was the. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I? What? What was the distinction you made just then between teaching and showing? I don't understand the difference. I don't know. I don't like teaching. (laughs) Like like he's clearly doing it, and she's just like correcting him. And oh, I see what you're saying. She's she's more aiding him instead of being like two plus two. She's like nudging him instead. Somewhere in my head there was a distinction. That's why I corrected okay. myself, but there really isn't. So they're having some <laughs> homeschool session, and behind her there's the poem, uh, Shall I Compare Thee to a Summer's Day? And I thought, oh, what a cute, lovely little family yeah. that's probably not going to make it. <laughs> not if the girl has anything I mean, to do with it. <laughs> to be fair, it's uh, before uh, before the scene where where they're uh, dancing and listening to the music and all that, and you see um Krasinski's uh, like little sort of I guess lab or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you can see like the amount of effort 
that they've put into surviving. Like, there's a surveillance system, and yep. they've placed sand where they know the wood won't creak, and newspapers, and they've all learned sign language, and they've all, like, dedicated time. It's like, well, I get, sorry, grow I as out. a normal family. I want to point out that I think they learned sign language before then, because their daughter is deaf. Okay, that is correct. My, oh, well, that, de- that depends on when the when the apocalypse started. Well, it was eighty nine days um, when the kid was four, so she's much older than him. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I don't, I don't mean to my fucking dreams. <laughs> <laughs> you did have a lot right, of good so points. besides besides the sign language, like everything else that they do, yeah. Yep. Is like nuts. Yeah. It's very well thought out. The so dog yeah, they're, uh, Yep, they are they're they're showing each other that they know math. Uh and then right <laughs> after um Can uh, I I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry yes, to cut yes, you. Of course off you again. can. No, yes, no. Of course you can. Um I had a really I, I don't know if it's an insensitive thought during that scene though. And it was <clears throat> this kid doesn't need to know division. Um like <laughs> Like, he's doing, he's, what, long-form division? He doesn't need to know this because um, the world is invaded by aliens and you just don't make sound. I would (laughs) usually agree with you because I despise math, but, (laughs) but I do think that it helps with, like, critical thinking. Yeah, I I, I definitely agree. They want him to become a, a, a capable adult. They want him to be able to work shit out, and maybe he'll be the next generation that will will defeat the alien menace. But and, it and was math. just a, yep. just in and, my mind. I maybe he will think like, okay, if there's three of them and we have three rooms, you know, three divided by three, we could get one in each room. Haha, <laughs> Thank you, mother. Um, thank you, mother and father. Anyway, um, it it yeah, I get it. It just felt to me like this is a really nice scene, but um. I don't know. Teach him how to tie a knot. <laughs> I, I, I should say we have. I should say we have less than an hour before Harley has to get to her movie. So uh, I'm going to zoom a that little bit. That is true. We keep interrupting you. So please, yeah, please lead no, us it, to the it's holy. Fine. No, no, you're fine. So Dad uh, is gearing up for a big old trip, and uh, Marcus doesn't want to go. Evelyn has says, you know, you have to go. You have to go to learn to take care of me when I get old and gray. And I thought that is. That's a weird thing to impress upon him, but he doesn't want to go. <laughs> uh, Regan does want to go, but can't. So I, can I, 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 I then, yes, this is an important scene to break down. Um, <clears throat> so he's, he's wanting to take um, the, the son now. There's, there's two reasons that I discern. Um, one, he's going to teach about noise, um, which in this uh, in this instance, he still hasn't fixed her hearing, so this lesson is going to be completely lost on her when she could be doing other work that is still useful, um, helping her mother instead. Um, and it also is something I saw online is that people were under the under, under the uh, assumption that he never takes her, but the way he says next time, I got the feeling like he is angry at her. Clearly, there's that definite undertone of resentment that he, he's, he's struggling with but um that it's to do with like all right this lesson he's gonna go teach about sound about levels of noise and yada 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 um 
and she is wanting to go instead of the boy because the boy doesn't want to go. So she wants to take her place because she's brave and she will take his place. But it seems they can he can only take one at a time. Um, is the idea is that he doesn't want to leave the mother alone. Um, and so I, I felt like there was a lot more reason to the situation and they could have done a little bit better of a job of highlighting, um, you know, it's, it's the sound lesson. Um, he's, he does have the resentment of her. He's only going to take one kid at a time. Um, and I, I felt like his reasons for that were left a little too murky and pe- people, uh, have lost their shit about that scene. Anyway. <laughs> you know, not not to bog us uh, down too much anymore, but I think rather than resent her, I think he's just... He resents, I feel, like, the fact that it happened. Because, like, you see how much effort he puts into making like, mm-hmm. these, these hearing aids for her and how much he actually really does care for and love her. I think rather than him, like, outwardly, like, res- resenting her specifically, I I think he just... It's painful for him that it happened. He resents the situation of what happened when they were yeah, out together. I, I think, think yeah. The, I think that's a really. I think that's actually a really good um, outlook on that. You, you're probably right in that. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's definitely not a cut and dry scene as a lot of people have tried to portray it as. And I uh, just wanted to cover that. I, I initially, yeah, it did, uh, it did snag in my head. But then later, when we realized, oh, he's, you know, giving his son this chance to learn this huge thing that Regan just at this point until he gets his cochlear implant upgraded all the way she just simply can't that's not a big deal at all so they do mm-hmm. go they go they trap the fish he wants to beat the fish to death but the mark is like no they'll hear and he said no noise big noise covers small noise if you have to make a big noise be around another big noise I'm like okay I I just your explanation, and it's not that you're doing a bad job. It's that this is accurate to the scene because he he's trying to be succinct when he's saying this. Yep. Um, but but he uh, what you were saying just there sounded like that really um, uh, that really no, that really cliche Native American speech. Oh. <laughs> Big noise mean little noise. Um, and like and I but you are correct. That is how he's saying, it. and he's not at all saying it in that condescending manner and you weren't representing him that way that's just how it's coming in mind anyway okay. nope it's, it's cool so they have a little uh little father-son fishing trip and i kind of i don't know if either of you guys watched the uh andy griffith show and you shouldn't have if you have just uh, there's that, that okay it's a whistling tune it's iconic in american classic television it's it's a thing so they have, I have a no moment. idea what you're talking about <laughs> No, please not, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, no, it's not. No, it's not important at all. I shouldn't have even brought it up if neither of you watch it. So it, it's just a an old timey show. It had a father son going fishing or whatever. Uh, okay. So they're they're going fishing. He teaches him about that. Takes him to the waterfall and he he starts screaming. And uh, Marcus loses not not loses his shit, but he he is not about it. And he's like, no, no, I'm I'm telling you, this is safe. And I really love yeah. that bonding moment between yeah, them you know yeah. he he was dragged there against his will and then he has now this outlet to release release yeah yeah, yeah. um cut to evelyn doing laundry she uh, goes down the stairs uh and i thought she was gonna fall and she she kind of did but when she grabbed that sack and pulled the nail up the entire time i saw that nail sticking up i thought of 
every Home Alone movie I've ever seen. And I was <laughs> cringing for the next rest of the entire movie because anytime anyone went up and down those stairs, I was waiting for them to step on them. And she does. She she straight up in that sound. I had my volume. You had your volume way up too, Paul. Yep. So that sound of it entering mm-hmm. the foot. And uh, I, I, I have chills right now. My, my notes. Hair. Oh, I, I forgot to say. Um, with you know my my I have I have a royal name. I was I'm the foreshadowing queen. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm going to lay down my royal decree. So, All right. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like that 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 scene where the 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 sack gets stuck on the nail, um, and then it you know pull, she pulls away and she walks off and they do like this shot of just like that single <laughs> nail sticking up. It was like major foreshadowing of yeah. what was going to come later. But they I, did it well. Like it was done well, I feel. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it wasn't something that I ended up feeling took away from the movie. What does bother me? Um, so you're in a situation where, you know, everything, you need to be silent as fuck. And this is your every day. And clearly they understand this. The parents, they understand this. Everything they do is about silence. Um, so when the bag is resisting, don't yank on it. Like, don't keep pulling because I something's going to fucking break. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you you slowly go back down and let it uncatch. I just, yeah. it felt like, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I saw, I saw it happen that way. I saw her pull it so hard that when it did break off, she lost her balance being a pregnant lady and went tumbling up or down the stairs. Um, okay, I want to so quickly... Sorry, I just yep. wanted to point out to end that scene. My notes for that nail scene. The only note I have here is foot on nail. Fucking ouch. That's the that's my notes. Anyway. Yeah, like that. Like when she steps on it, finally, it looks so fucking painful. Like I feel like yeah. it was like a really then, good job. And then that she doesn't immediately just pull off it, like you would see in a lot of movies. That yep. she sits there for a second and is like, "Wow, this is gonna fucking suck." And I was like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> yep. So while, so good. Yep. So while mom is doing uh, laundry, Regan, uh, fed up with being left out of the fun all the time, uh, decides to pack up. <laughs> decides to pack up and uh, run away. She goes and visits the grave of her brother, and we find out that it. Uh, well, now it's the year twenty twenty one, but her brother died in twenty twenty at only age at only four years old. And then uh, right after, you know, she's at the grave or whatever, it cuts to uh, dad stopping on the trails, uh, Marcus running into him, and then we see the old guy. And I wasn't kidding. When I saw that old guy, I'm like, oh, is he God? Like, I'm not kidding. I'm like, I thought it was just a weird twist. Like, everything was kind of going pretty well. I'm like, is this their savior? Is this is this going to pan out? Uh, no, not at all. And something um, that I, I think I only noticed because I was, like – paying attention now and taking notes is that um the dad with the son at the waterfall um they're talking the son is asking him um like do you just like my sister for what happened right and Mm -hmm. then and then the daughter is at the son's grave and then the mother is up in a room which i assume was the son's room and she's crying and all three scenes line up and they all have to do with the son and they keep going back and forth yeah, I, I only noticed, like, this time around, and I thought it was really, really cool, because they kept, like, 
on purpose cutting back and forth and they were all three like lining up with what happened to the sun wow Yep. No, um, I was oh, wondering. No, I'm just no- so amazing. You are because <laughs> I, I was looking at my notes and I'm like, why are my notes like jumping so much? And I thought it was me, but no, you're absolutely right. The way that they did, uh, they uh, they they set the stage for everything to pay off so well. So it was kind of jerking from scene to scene. Mm. And uh, uh, oh, I yeah. just I I wanted to mention um, the guy who who, who yells. Um, like I, I knew it was going to happen and I knew it was going to happen, but then when it happens, it's just like, holy shit. Like, that's a really fucked up thing to do. Good sir. If they had made this into a a series, it would have been, oh, kindly old man helps them for a few episodes and, uh, has a mental break and then screams, but no, just quick, short, real tight storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. Uh, so he lost presumably what was the love of his life and just bereft. He didn't care that there was uh, a, a finely shaped, well-bearded John Krasinski standing in front of him with his <laughs> son there along too. So he just lets out the scream of, of just that. That scream was haunting. The scream that happens later was more so. But then immediately he sees that he's going to do him, snags up Marcus and just hides yeah. like a... Yeah, and it, I mean, but it like it makes sense that he screams because, like you were saying, his his wife is dead, so presumably yep. he's like he just wants to die. Yep, his world yeah. is over. What's the point? I agree. Yeah. It's it's it, and I there, and it is obviously part of the movie. I'm not going to drag on too long because I know we're running running against the clock. But um, that that the movie sets up so well for the ability to have um, a story told in just a scream. Like that is when you are ending it. Um, your 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 most human outburst is when you are ending your life, and that's just fucking powerful. Four hundred and however many days he kept quiet, he kept everything in. This was his, it was his waterfall scene where he just was able to let it out. So, yeah, yeah. it cuts to Evelyn uh, standing, not just standing around, but her water breaks. So she uh, she shuffles. <laughs> we said shuffle before and waddles. She goes down the stairs, and that sound, I had my volume up way too loud, so that sound of the nail going into the foot is in my head forevermore. (laughs) My next next note uh, was, uh, lights are red, signal, cool, probably going to lose the foot. (laughs) My note was just, um, red lights are a great idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do want to quickly mention we did skim over one of the most one of the one of my four more favorite scenes, and uh, it's not going to, I'm not going to get into it too much. Uh, but when she puts when um, the when uh, Regan uh, puts takes the rocket to the boy's grave, she cuts the uh, the audio input cord yes. on the uh, on yes. the toy to put it down, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's that's some shit." Anyway, that's character growth. No, no, I, I didn't write that down, but no, at the time I thought, oh. That was a really, you know, she she learned from her mistake. She she felt she truly. I think she hurts. I think she beats herself up more than anyone has any sort of feeling toward her against that at all. So yeah, yeah. and Marcus Marcus says as much at the uh, at the at the waterfall when he says, "Do you blame her?" Because she does. Um, and yeah, it's like, holy shit, that was rough. Yeah, <laughs> should be rough, man. Keep the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. You're good. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, she stepped on the nail. She got the lights turned on. So she has to drag her pregnant ass 
all the way up two flights of stairs so she can crawl into a bathtub to give birth. And I thought uh, when I started seeing blood go into the drain, I'm like, hey, the sound of uh, drain chugging from uh, like a, a tub or a wash basin being drained, that makes a sound. But then I realized the, that. So uh, <laughs> fire. So at that point, um, uh, I may be skip, skimming, but not much. Okay, that's not true. So uh, dad, and, <laughs> dad and Marcus run back to the house. They uh, see the red lights and then they break off. He says he signs rockets. So he knows what to do. He lights off these rockets. And at first I'm like, why are you lighting off rockets to announce the birth? That's kind of vain. But then <laughs> immediately. So Evelyn is holding in uh, these contract, not holding contractions. She's pushing, she's breathing. It's amazing. The control she has. And then those rockets go off. And right then, she starts screaming and that's that that was so such a perfect thing like it made yeah. all the sense in the world because one of my notes before was how does birthing work how does childbirth work <laughs> well i'll tell you so me and, me and holly are gonna run a class now <laughs> yeah thanks guys um but but no no i i agree it was it was like a really like impactful scene mm-hmm. and as we'll get to in a bit, um, it really kind of rounds out like the rule of threes, because we get um, the old yeah. man his like scream of like I want to end this. Then there's a scream of someone bringing life into the world, and then a final scream of ending preserving it. life. Yep. Well, there's he's he's preserving the life of yeah. Of his love. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So there's one death, yeah. then there's one life, and then there's preserving life, and it's like the rule of threes. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's perfect. It's... Yep. Uh, so, right. uh, yep, so, <laughs> so Lee is able to uh, go through the house, and uh, they find out that there's uh, there's a couple aliens there, and there's the clicking and the chittering. And I thought, oh, I wonder if they're kind of using that like dolphins do, little uh, not yeah, echolocation, it's... but that that kind of seeing kind of thing. It made me think of Daredevil. Because uh, one of oh. my roles in this podcast is I have to tell you whenever something reminds me of something else. So, <laughs> gets up to the bathroom, uh, sees all the blood, starts to starts the process of mourning yet another loss. This one's a, a, a double hitter. So, he's sitting there and he, he's tearing up. He's getting haunted. And then that slap on the glass just freaked me the hell out. And I thought, oh, well, end credits. I mean, the only one that's left is the... The boy that doesn't appreciate a good camping trip and the daughter that doesn't know what the safest place to be is the house full of food. So I was like, yep. end of the movie for me. Uh, baby's mm-hmm. alive. Doesn't say the name of the baby. Maybe I need to look on the IMDb trivia to find out yeah. the name it. Ezekiel and Evangelina Cavoli, Cavoli as newborn baby Abbott. Sorry. Looking at the, uh, yep, that's that's that. That's called Baby Abbott. Baby Abbott. Babbitt. Babbitt, yep. It's probably going to have a real biblical name. That's cool. They deserve that after everything they went through. So <laughs> the, so the, uh, hit in the shower. Then uh, Marcus is uh, running in the cornfield to uh, get to where he needs to be, and he hears something. And immediately does the one thing that you're never supposed to do in a cornfield is run in between the rows of a cornfield. As someone who grew up living around cornfields, I've made the mistake twice. 
And uh, I, I really felt zero sympathy for whatever was going to happen to him next because once you, it, it, it is a terrifying feeling to be in a cornfield, think, oh, this is a straight row, and find out you're just getting yourself further lost. So I was, yeah, that, 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 that. So yeah. uh, they need to shut the baby up. Uh, <laughs> that was my next note after running in cornfield, terrible choice, more lost. <laughs> shut the baby up. Shit the baby up. So uh, yep. at this point, lead leads Evelyn down to uh, the panic room that's being covered up by a mattress, which I don't feel is as soundproof as we all think it could be. But uh, it, it, I loved it that it, it paid off. I was wondering what sort of weird arts and crafts stuff they were doing to that wall, but they were preparing for this. This was great. They put the mask on the baby. Um, what did I say? Uh he got the baby crunk. <laughs> yes. Got the baby crunk. Um, what? Where's my notes? Okay, so I don't really have a whole lot for... Uh, I mean, they get... Go ahead. Do you want me to finish this off? Uh, well, for that part, because uh, all I have after that is it gets to the part where... I think I was just... At that point, I, I momentarily got too wrapped up into the movie. I have a lot more yeah. notes for after... But uh, Lee gets gets the mom down there, gets the baby set up, and goes to find Marcus and uh, Regan. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and go ahead. Oh yeah, no, you're you're good. That's pretty much it. <laughs> okay, cool. So um, uh, and go ahead. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Go. Well, okay, maybe oh. this stuff happens later that I'm thinking of. But uh, Evelyn wakes up after uh, Lee went off to find the kids. And uh, she tells him, you must save them. You must protect them. I, I didn't write down the exact line. I'm like, oh, he's not coming says, back to the um, basement. Here's what she says. She says, promise me you will protect them. And I will live up to my goddamn name because that is foreshadowing if I've ever heard it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So he's um, uh, she she passes out from the, uh, the terrors of childbirth to uh, mm. her... Her little uh, hidden bungalow now has a walk-in lake. She's, <laughs> she's getting flooded, and I don't, I don't see how the monster slipped in, but somehow the monster was down there with her. Oh, I don't know. I have to assume it heard the water going down in a new place and sort of searched around, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she's, uh, she's, she sees the monster or the alien. Uh, starts to go over to the. Uh, I'm really glad that they made that. Uh, that baby cough, not baby coffin. That's horrible. That baby boat, uh, watertight because it was just floating there so perfectly. <laughs> and there's a moment as she's walking by, she bumps a jar, and I paused on this. I think they had a mason jar full of weed in that basement. Ah, oh, I need to. I was wondering. I I looked at it and then I just moved on. But uh, I, I need to go I back don't, and see that. I don't. I live in the beautiful state of Colorado in the United States, and we have legal weed. So I don't participate. <laughs> I don't personally participate in it. But whenever I see it, I, I smirk at everyone like hiding and stuff. So it's just a dumb little weird mm. thing I do. So uh, even so in the apocalypse, note, weed in a jar? Question mark. And then my next note was all caps: dunk the baby because it starts to make noise. <laughs> Yeah. And then, uh, she she grabs up uh, baby Abbott. I'm gonna call him Babbitt, and then yep. takes him behind the water, the slight waterfall. And I thought, oh, that's a beautiful callback to the previous scene. And I wonder 
maybe, uh, and just now it's dawned on me, maybe uh, the conception of Babbitt was behind a certain waterfall for uh, practicality and how romantic is that? That is. Now I'm gonna, uh, uh, I I really like that point. That's super interesting. But let's, because we're on short time, let's just skip ahead to the most powerful scene in the movie. Of course. Um, uh, um, so obviously, you know, then the, the stuff happens. He goes and rescues the kids. They're at the farmhouse. He says, run to the car because there's this hound coming. He grabs an axe. Huzzah! Um, and, I mean, first of all, good job grabbing an axe. Even in a terrible, shitty situation, still got to grab a weapon. That's a good idea. Yep. Um, and, yeah, the most powerful scream that I have seen in any cinematography at all, ever. Um, I, yeah. I, I honestly, yeah. The, the only two more powerful screams that I can think of right off the bat that touched me as much as this were uh, two different Star Wars movies. <laughs> well, you are a Star Wars fan. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I think I actually know one of them, and that's where he's. All right, we're not going to get into that. Um. So, um. But that scene. Um. Actually, I want to. I want to throw this to to Harley. Harley. Yes. Give us your thoughts on that scene where he sacrifices himself. Because I've already talked <laughs> about flames. Okay. Um. Well, I feel like uh, from from the point where he screams, where the child screams, "Dad," uh, because the dad gets like mauled by this by this alien, and they go into the car, and you can you can see like the dad like twitching on the ground and beginning to get up. I feel like even before the dad begins to get up, we know exactly what he's going to do. But mm-hmm. it's like one of those things where you know something's going to happen, but since you really don't want it to happen, you're like, "No, no." No, it's not going to happen. Like they're not going to do this. You hope the movie's tricking you. Yeah, you're like, oh, some some Deus Ex Machina, like some something's going to happen and like save everyone. But um, but no, they they, I feel like they kept it very raw and they did they did it in not only like a tragic way, it was also heartfelt and it wasn't. It was it was tasteful. It was like a tasteful death. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't gruesome. It wasn't gore. It wasn't gross at factor, and it wasn't overly like dramatic. It was just raw. I feel like it was like very like something that could happen. And, and I, um, I, yeah, I, I, I just want to say the the actual scream, the yelling, the the he he he. You know, he looks to the sky. He he. That like I was as you were talking just then, I was just remembering it, and it's just there is such a level of 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 force coming out of him, and I don't mean in some mystical way, but I just mean like his his full commitment to that to that stream is so fucking amazing. It is one of my favorite parts of any movie ever, um, if not my favorite part of any movie ever. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's. Ugh. I feel like scenes. Um, yeah, go for it. I was just say scenes like this uh, make a movie. Like this movie could have been crap the entire way. At this moment, like I will watch this movie again, and I don't say that lightly of uh, most uh, non-superhero movies at this point in my uh, movie watching mm. career. But just that that not even an echo, but that silence after that scream is what that yes. also just gives me chills now. Just recounting it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I yeah. hate and uh, I, uh no, I feel like uh, we we already know that the the entire cast are amazing actors, but you can really see how much he's into the role in this scene. Yeah. Like yeah, how it's... much he's no longer John Krasinski doing a character. He is the character in that moment and it's that much more like it makes it that much more believable and heartbreaking. It is easily one of the most convincing performances and that is the it is the 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 uh the 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 peak of everything that he that he was in this movie and it it just ties it all together and it ah uh, you know again I feel like I'm being pretentious but I feel like this scene warrants it it's it's mm-hmm. fucking amazing um my my stupid so, jokes aside this this was a heartfelt moving thing and I I had tears as well so all three yeah. of us if we had watched this movie at the same time we all would have been crying yeah. together. Yep. <laughs> no, I, I was, I was honestly, I was crying. I was, yep. uh, I was rewatching the scene t- uh, earlier today, and and I and I couldn't continue eating what I was eating because I was just was overcome with emotion. You're so angry at those fucking aliens. <laughs> yeah, just so fucking. Oh. Um, guys, so let's go ahead and burst through the last bits of this. All right, let's try and wrap this up in a couple of minutes. So, okay. Um, Don, do you want to wrap us up real quick in the how it goes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, dad dies. Very sad. Kids put the, <laughs> put the truck in neutral. Kids put the truck in neutral. I didn't see which one. They they uh they roll really Marcus nicely down. Marcus, yep. So uh, puts in a neutral, rolls right down. I feel like that was great planning again on the part in the story of them. I feel like that was always planned to be like in a quick getaway. Uh, they get yep. in, they see mom. Uh, mom is upset, naturally. They are in the basement. They realize, uh, well, Regan connects everything when she sees how much her dad worked to protect them and to help her improve her own quality of life and survival. It uh, clicks that she, her uh, previous feedback uh, screams that made the um, alien go away. Is She sees the alien kill the TV because she realized yep. she sees that it yes. doesn't like the static. Yep. Then I had a, a brief flash of the movie signs when uh, Ro- Joaquin Phoenix was told to swing away at the glass at the alien. So uh, fulfilling, yeah, fulfilling yeah. my duties. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't related it to Jumanji, so not really. <laughs> oh no, that was way before. And I can't, I can't backtrack that much. It's there. Right, I'll post failed. my notes on Instagram. So, uh, right. so that, the sound of that shriek is uh, piercing because she has it turned all the way up. Uh, not the well, she has her own thing like blaring in her own ear painfully, and the other alien just the alien just losing its shit, quivering. It's a uh, face flaps flapping around, and I thought, ooh, this is the Dama. movie Venom. <laughs> oh, no, please don't. So the alien subdued. They think they made it out. Everything's cool. You killed it. Cool. Alien jumps out again. Mom swings like a badass and just blows its head right off. And then, uh, mm. as I wrapped up before, they come by and they set up a uh, sequel. Yep. Now, yes, Holly. Oh, you heard my gasp. Yes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, I do want to say um, that after that like horrible uh death scene um when when the daughter goes into the the little like lab type area mm-hmm. it's so heartbreaking 
Yes. When she sees the books open to like human anatomy and like the ear, like mm-hmm. our auditory system, and when she sees all like the failed attempts and all the all like the past attempts and, that the dad has made to make the the device, it's like so heartbreaking. Because yeah, go for it. I was gonna say, and it's it's doubly because she wasn't allowed down there, um, and you know if this was his, he was trying so hard, and you know he he was trying to keep that from her. You know, to a certain degree, um, she's never been allowed down into this room. And then, like, this is her coming down and it all just finally making sense to her. Yeah. And and Don, or I don't know if it was your, you or Don that said earlier, like, you kind of said it in the joking way that um, only then she realized that her dad loved her. I was, it's, <laughs> you know, it's kind of true. And it's not, not to pr- play down, like, the fact that her dad sacrificed himself and all that. But sometimes children, like they don't understand how much their parents love them and it's yeah. it's true like sometimes it's even though he sacrificed himself sometimes they really don't understand to what extent their parents actually care for them so i think that when she saw this it it like really drove it home that yeah. like wow he actually did care about me and he didn't like harbor any resentment for me yeah um I, all right so I we're gonna feel, I, I was just gonna say i do feel regret now for uh one of my many bad habits is like if i'm affected by something i kind of joke it off this movie was extremely effective to me all the way throughout so that that moment where she did realize oh he did all of this he hid all the failures all the the long nights of him trying to do this and then her seeing all of the work he put into it was really now the second most touching moment in this movie yeah i agree all right we're gonna uh, quickly uh, go through favorite characters don yours is first go uh, it's going to be Regan. I give her the most crap because I, I really loved watching her and how she navigated this movie. Uh, what mm-hmm. I would do differently for her just to help streamline things is, uh, I would have stayed home and opened up a jar of peaches and drowned my sorrows in some food. Oh, that sounds so great. All right. Um, Harley, you're up. Um, since mine was taken, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... wait, why did I get you to go before me? Damn it. Oh, that's true. You know what? No, no. I'm this this time, just this once. I'm going to let you go first. All right, Krasinski. Duh. Um, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's. I mean, that's the obvious choice, isn't it? It's 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 one of the the best performances I have ever seen, and it is it's amazing. Um, I could I could blabber on for fucking hours. In fact, I have. But um, what I would do differently is, uh. You know what? I I I think maybe just a little bit more communication within his family. Um, obviously, we understand why it was the way it is, but I think that could have saved a lot of trouble. But yeah, that's fair. Oh, you're up. Oh boy. Um. Oh, what am I? What am I to do? Yeah. Um, aliens. Pick the aliens. <laughs> sure. Um. I my favorite villain in this movie is the aliens <laughs> i want i want to actually i want to quickly dispel the idea that we can't pick the same ones we should we should be able to so you can pick the same ones um okay both krasinski and the daughter no um i, I did i did really like um just yeah basically just krasinski's whole like role i like i like the effort um he puts into his family and i i like just just everything that he does for his family and how much he cares for them. And uh, something I would have done different was... Oof. 
Oof. Not you get know? her pregnant, am I right? <laughs> I, yep. No. Um. I would have uh, maybe uh, in that final scene when he's screaming, ran while I was screaming to draw it away. Probably wouldn't have I, done anything because yeah. they're so fast. They are so fast. But yeah, I don't know probably. what I don't know what else I could have done differently. Like I, I agree with you. He yeah. He might have maybe had a little bit more um, like conversation, but otherwise he's he he was like a really competent. Of Survivor, or not, or right. I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry, not Survivor. <laughs> different movie, different movie. Yikes, um, yikes. All right, <laughs> we're, we're, we're still going to do everything. So, sequel, my sequel is that, I'm stealing the idea from before, my sequel is oh. that the baby, um, we make a human alien baby, and no. it saves the world through love. Hal, you're up, go. Oh, thank you so much. Um, my <laughs> perfect sequel, oh, you know what it would be? Mm-hmm. Um, my perfect sequel would be, like, this little girl and her mom, just being like these really badass sort of Mad Max type like apocalypse survival survivor gals, and just like going out and like kicking she just has ass. Like a, she just has like a fucking boombox on her shoulder. Yeah, a just like and a sawn off just, in the other. They just go out with like a motorcycle to like attract all the attention, and then they just fucking nuke them with the noise. And like the mom has like the baby strapped to her like on her chest or something. She's like missing an arm too. I don't know something really like badass this and like time, apocalypse. We don't care if the baby cries. <laughs> In fact, they Jaguar. put they put the baby on speaker and you can hear like <laughs> throughout like an entire city and it draws oh. all the aliens in. And Marcus has has perfected his craft of rockets and he's using them to like like confuse them and shit. I love this yeah, movie. That's all my right, favorite Don, sequel. Don, you're up. Beat that. <laughs> oh beat it and i can't uh basically it was going to be the same thing with terminator 2 and they just they're just instead of like learning division they're just all doing pull-ups in the basement in their choir room <laughs> and they oh that's amazing um i think that's everything um fun dumb yeah. oh yeah fun dumb will come um i i mean i i feel like i subconsciously wasn't going to ask just because i already know but don give us your rating it made me come Okay, Holly. Oh, God, I hate that word. <laughs> I hate that word, up. so I'm going to use a different one. No, uh, I'm sorry. That's not the official rating system. I'm sorry. You've I'm going to nut on this no, one. No, no, that's not. Nut. How was that any better? It sounds <laughs> I, I, in my head. It sounds better because it could also be like nuts. <laughs> like mm, okay, I love nuts. Right, I'll, I'll give you your own. It's sput butt or nut, and I'm I'm assuming you're going to nut. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's mine. I love it. I love this movie, and I would watch it again. Yes, I and I'm and I am obviously the same. I that uh, come rating all over it. Um, I just want to read one quick quote from Krasinski and why he chose uh, Millicent Simmons um, as Regan Adam uh, Abbott. Sorry. Um, it says here, Krasinski said he sought a deaf actress for many reasons. Uh, so, in, in his quotes, for many reasons, I didn't want a, de- a non-deaf actress pretending to be deaf. Most importantly, though, because a deaf actress would help me, my knowledge and understanding of the situations of the situations tenfold. I wanted someone who lives it and who could teach me about it on set. And that is just who he is. And I uh, got to applaud him. Uh, it was the right choice, um, obviously. Um, yeah. So, uh, that's that. Uh, I am being Paul Parnell. You can catch me on On the Shoulder, uh, which is part of the Necropoticon Network, as is this show, necropoticon.com. Uh, Don, what do you got? 
Uh, follow me on Twitter. I do lots of stuff at Dom Bewley. All right, and Harley, what's up? Uh, I'm Harley. You can catch me on the street, but if you don't want to fight, I also have an Instagram, <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's a uh, Valeria Rodriguez Vo, and um, uh, in a near future, you might be able to uh, hear me in a video game. Nice. Uh, the A Quiet Place video game. All right. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. Under NDA. All right, everybody say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hey, nerd. Do you like Dungeons & Dragons? Of course you do. Do you like people with New Zealand accents? Of course you do again. Wake up, bucko. It's the fate of Iceland. We roll dice, laugh a lot, and tell a surprisingly compelling tale about a plucky group of weirdos. Hey, who are you calling a weirdo? Who gets swept up in a quest to quote-unquote save the world of Iceland. There's action, excitement, and there's a lot of apples. Seriously, there's way too many apples. It's uh, it got way out of proportion. Weird as my mother's top lip. On the Necropodicon Network. See you there. That'll do.